there's an opportunity in voice to really bring authenticity and literally a human voice to your employment brand. That can be really powerful. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alexa, we need a guest for today's podcast. Ooh. Could, can she do that? Maybe I, one day? Yeah. It's a good question. What's up, everybody? This is the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. I'm Chad. I love to ask Google anything, so wash. I should have said Joel, still on the flu meds, Cheeseman, so <laughs> forgive me for any uh, stupid statements that I will sh- assuredly make. Anyway, we are honored to welcome Gordon Collier to the show. <laughs> Gordon is founder of Pipeline Search Solutions, insert your own joke there, uh, headhunter and also my career fit voice assistant founder. Welcome to the show, Gordon. Did I get everything? You got it. You nailed it. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You forgot lover of Fat Albert. That's what you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Fat Albert. Love it. I love it. I couldn't find the Voices Carry soundbite by Till Tuesday, <laughs> which I wanted to, to play for you. So we went with Fat Albert. Perfect. <laughs> what did I miss about you that the audience should know? So I've been in uh, corporate talent acquisition. That's where I've spent the bulk of my career, probably a good 20, I think I'm going on 25 years now. And uh, about four years ago, I started my own company. So basically just doing recruiting, headhunting for a variety of organizations. And I've been doing that for a while now. And then last year, actually probably about two years, I started the My Career Fit podcast and then have slowly been kind of transitioning that into voice using Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. Um, and I launched that actual product back in June of last year. And what's the podcast about? Just like job search help? It really actually is probably more like a job search tool. So I'm essentially just using the podcast platform to interview hiring leaders. So it's everybody from recruiters to HR people to TA directors upwards through, you know, VPs and executives and CEOs of a variety of different organizations. And we talk about culture and mission and their vision. And we kind of take a deep dive into some of the nuts and bolts of what's going on in the organization, what their culture is like, and what it would take for anybody to be successful within their organization. I tried to, you know, I think it's been said a million times, job descriptions that are posted on the web were terrible. Um, And they don't really tell you much of anything about the company and what you know, you as a candidate or uh, an applicant is going to get out of working there. And so we really kind of get into that. And um, they're short, they're highly informational. So, you know, somebody could, you know, listen to that probably eight to 10 minutes of it, which is basically that's how long each podcast is. They can listen to that at work. Um, You can listen to it in your car. I mean, it's the great thing about voice. You can listen to those things anywhere. You don't have to give up time. Sounds suspiciously like a lead funnel for your other business, Gordon. I don't know. (laughs) Let's go ahead and jump into the actual topic, shall we? Today, Joel and I love voice. It's funny because whenever my kids come to me 
and they ask me a question, I'm like, have you asked Google? I mean, and then I'll sit there right in front of them, voice activate Google, and I'll ask Google. There's so many things that we do today, whether it's set alarm or timers uh, in the kitchen or whatever it is, it's all voice activated. And we're excited to see that in the job search area. So today we want to talk about some of the big, I think, bait and switches, and then also the opportunity that is actually in front of us today. What can we actually do today versus what do you think we'll be able to do tomorrow? So right out of the gate, I want to get your opinion, Gordon, on the whole McDonald's drive through apply debacle. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I would agree and call it a debacle as well. I, you know, I will say I'll, I'll give McDonald's props because I think, you know, they're one of the first organizations who were out there who kind of pointed at the tool and said, this could be useful. Can we give some context on this? Because I think Chad actually made it sound like you drive through McDonald's and talk to <laughs> someone to get a job. That's not what's happening, right, Gordon? No, no burgers, no shakes, no fries. It was a voice-initiated job search that rolled out globally, although it did not work in some areas. It was ridiculous at best. That's my opinion. And it did nothing more than drive more candidates into a black hole, just in a different kind of a way. So it was using the allure of voice with the same horrible application process. So it was putting a new shade of lipstick on the pig. So from my standpoint, any company who comes out literally with a piece of shit and throws it out there and says, we're the first to do this, I'm in the whole camp of that's fucking stupid, right? So that's my opinion. Yes, Gordon, you weren't a fan of it, but obviously you're, you're not as harsh as I am. You might be. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right in what you're saying. But I think at least you know there was a, a massive organization, a massive brand that you know hires people, millions and millions of people all the time. And they pointed at this and said, this actually could be useful. Now, you know, hopefully that is the case back at corporate somewhere at McDonald's. But the execution of what they were doing, I thought, was just terrible. And the expectation. Yeah. And they, they basically just, I felt like at the end of the day, they just took what you could do on the web and they just bolted it on to Alexa. Is it still the same product that it was when it launched? Have they improved it at all? Do you know? I don't think so. No. Okay. In fact, I haven't, you know, it's funny. They went gangbusters in advertising for that thing. And then all of a sudden it just sort of fell off the map. I haven't seen any more ads. I haven't seen anything run for it. McDonald's heard our show, I think. Possibly. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's there is paying attention to the chat. <laughs> I know paradoxes. So that's, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. We do know that for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, I felt like they just took what you could do on the web and they tried to bolt it onto voice. And that is, uh, and my, my opinion is that that's a misunderstanding of how voice works and what you can do with voice and the problems that voice can solve for people. And that's really where you start. I think when you go to do something with voice, you got to start with what kind of problem can I solve and how can I do it in the best way possible with voice? I just felt they just missed the mark on that completely. So what should they have done differently? So, you know, number one is some of the research that's come out has said that basically people are more responsive to the human voice versus the Alexa synthetic voice or the Google Assistant synthetic, you know, robot voice. So it would have been a lot better if you could have had somebody actually, a representative from the company or somebody, an actual voice sort of actually doing that audio. The other piece to hmm. it was they just read, I mean, they just basically sort of cut and pasted some lines from what sounded like something off of their website or their career page and had Alexa read it. And there's an opportunity in voice to really bring authenticity 
and literally a human voice to your employment brand. And that can be really powerful in the same way that people love podcasts. People love podcasts because it's an authentic show. People love the Chad and Cheese podcast because it's authentic. You guys are real when you have your back and forth and it's fun to listen Hell to. yeah. Right, exactly. It's, it's engaging. And you can do the same thing with voice and get that same level of authenticity and realness and just cutting and pasting some lines, you know, a couple of sentences and having Alexa read it is just not going to do that. It didn't seem like it was well thought out at all. I mean, again, it was almost like a push to be first to market and saying, yes, we were first to the market. And when you bring something to the market that is sketchy at best, I'm not sure that I would be proud of that. Yeah. You can really do things poorly. If all you're focused on is just being first, you're you're probably going to miss it. You know, I think it's like why so many companies fail, startups fail, because they're only, the only eye they have is that dollar bill at the end when they sell the company, because they're building the company to sell. And it's sort of like, you know, when they, they did this with Alexa, they just built it to be first and that was it. You know, the text me piece, I think that was, that was valuable. That's a good piece to do because it can continue the relationship outside of voice. And it kind of mixes and blends the different channels of communication. But, you know, the, the other pieces to it, I feel like they just completely missed the mark. There was so much of an opportunity to really bring the McDonald's brand to people in their living rooms, in their kitchens, in their car, wherever they are, on their phone. And they just missed the opportunity. It's an experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people think of branding when they think of voice. They just think of it as a utility. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting perspective to say, hey, they should have had the McDonald's CEO or the head of HR in North America, whoever that is. Or if a company has, you know, progressive should have flow on the voice, you know, walking people through the application process. Exactly. Or the gecko with Geico. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. That's free progressive. That's good consulting work right there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the point. And I, the opportunity with voice is just that. You can solve problems and you can also create an experience that really communicates who you are as an organization. After McDonald's did it, I sort of thought, you know, hey, Taco Bell's going to do it. Burger King is going to do it just because McDonald's did it. But as far as I know, we haven't seen that. Do you see something differently or... Is it going to happen with other restaurants? I mean, what's sort of your take on the aftermath of the McDonald's debacle? Yeah, I mean, I think that companies are probably kind of waiting out to see, you know, how can we best use this? And, you know, I think McDonald's, like you guys were saying, I mean, McDonald's went out first and they kind of blew it. And I think there's opportunities there for other organizations to learn some lessons. And that may be what's happening. They're just kind of holding off. It's funny because some of them are doing other things with voice, like Little Caesars. I think it's Little Caesars. No, it's Domino's. You can order a pizza through Alexa with Domino's. So there's plenty of businesses that are using it to widen their uh, multi-channel you know, branding strategy across voice. You know, there's other organizations that are using it too. Capital One, you can do banking through it, that kind of thing. So there's businesses that are using it, but they haven't really translated that to HR and recruiting. And, you know, McDonald's, uh, you know, may have kind of dropped the ball for everybody, at least in the short term. But I think there's plenty of opportunity to experiment with this and create some, you know, really interesting experiences for your for the potential talent pool and the candidates that might come to your organization for opportunities to really learn more about you. Certainly strange with everything we know about Amazon and hiring lots of people that they haven't sort of built us into Alexa. 
Well, you know, it's funny. Yesterday, I was kind of playing around with Alexa, and I just asked her, I said, Alexa, find me a job. And the first thing she said was Amazon Career Opportunities. And she basically led you to their website. That was about as far as she went. But it was interesting that that was the first time, because I've been playing with this for a long time, and that was the first time I've heard her do that, you know, to say, find me a job. And the first thing she does is give you Amazon Career Opportunities and tells you where to go. So that was interesting. So I think they're probably seeing an opportunity. But, you know, they're, they're so focused on everything else they're doing, that's probably, <laughs> that may not be at the top of their list right now. So what can companies even think about doing today, and should they even? Is voice at the point where it can be used, or is it one of those wait-and-see kind of scenarios? Wait about six months, maybe the skills will be able to do more. What can they do today, or should they just wait? Yeah. So number one, I think, yeah, companies need to be jumping into this now. I think this is one of those, you know, places and technical opportunities where you can grab your space right now. And just like it was on the internet, you know, everybody waited and waited and waited to create their web page or their career page back in the 90s. And then they had to play catch up. And the same happened with mobile, with apps and that kind of thing. And now everybody's trying to get to their apps. And the same thing is you know, happening with voice. I think a lot of people are holding off on it. But the reality is 54% of people have used a voice assistant across things like Siri, Alexa, Google Assistant. So we're at this point where you know, there is a bit of a tipping point that's starting to occur where more and more people are becoming used to using voice in their daily lives, whether it's, you know, to, like you said earlier, you know, set a timer, um, you know, play music, uh, you know, get some information about the weather, that kind of thing. It's just becoming more and more of a natural thing for people to do. And there's so much less friction involved. You can just ask the question and get a response. And so, yeah, I think absolutely there's an opportunity for companies right now to jump into this because, you know, at a time where talent acquisition and recruiters are just, you know, employment branding is at the top of the strategy list these days. This is a phenomenal opportunity to really bring a voice to your brand, to be able to really clearly and effectively talk about your brand and bring it to people in such a way that it's quick and fast and brings speed and efficiency to it. Versus having to go to a website and click here and click there and read this and watch a video. And you got to stop what you're doing to do all of that. Right. With voice, you just say, you know, hey, give me this information and you get a quick response. It's commercial time. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, Receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. It's showtime. What do you think about podcasts? I mean, podcasts are voice, right? And they're really hockey sticking right now with the uh, the usage and, and subscribers. Should companies get into podcasts as an alternative or to supplement what they might be doing with different voice applications with Alexa or Google? Yeah, absolutely. What's really interesting, I think I uh, saw a statistic recently that most people who listen to podcasts typically have 
one or two voice assistants already in their home. So people are really tuning into audio as a channel, right, to get information. And, and podcasting is such a fantastic platform to do that. And what I think it's uh, 51% of people listen to podcasts and they listen to the entire thing, which is why so many companies are using it for to have their own commercials on the popular podcast. So I think that's a, another great opportunity, another a fantastic place for companies to do branding, to bring a voice to their career opportunities, and you know, to really kind of talk about their culture and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a phenomenal opportunity to do that. And you know, it's multi-channel. You can do podcasting, you can do voice. There's opportunities where you could do a podcast, you could break that up and turn it into something for you know, a flash briefing on your Amazon Alexa. So there's plenty that you could do there. So we talked about the side of the employer, but as we know, in this business, you can't have job postings without job seekers. So I want to talk about sort of the consumer side of this. And it seems to me like there needs to be something that happens that the consumer or, you know, Joe public understands that, Hey, I can actually do this, right? Like we didn't know we could search the web until a search bar showed up, right? We didn't quite know about this whole SMS thing until American Idol came along and said, text this keyword to this number. What needs to happen to educate the public at large that, oh, you can actually ask Alexa or Siri or Google, whoever it is, that find me a job at a certain company or find me a job near me. Like, what's going to have to happen for that connection to take place? You know, I think McDonald's as an example, I keep picking on them, but, it, you know, as an example, they did a tremendous amount of advertising right off the bat when they launched that. I remember seeing the ad floating around on Facebook and then literally I saw an ad for it on Hulu within the first like 20 minutes. I saw the ads and I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And I stopped what I was doing and I started using it to see what it was like. And then they just sort of faded off the map. And that's that is a challenge with voice right now across the board that I think a lot of folks have to think through. But I think the clear strategy right now is if you're going to build an Amazon Alexa skill, if you're going to build anything for your business, for yourself personally, Google Assistant, any of those voice platforms, you have to do a tremendous amount of marketing and generating content about the tool, about the skill. Otherwise, people are just not going to know it's there. You know, you've got your Amazon Alexa app. You can go in and search for skills. But if you're even thinking about looking for a job, you've got to remember to kind of go in there and search, you know, job search or job or career or something like that to find the skill. That's one of the things that I do. I feel like that's all I do lately is just a ton of you know, content creation, advertisement and marketing for the My Career Fit platform that I have. So that's one of the things that people have to do. If you're going to build a skill, if you're going to build an action, you've got to have a marketing strategy behind it to do it because nobody's just going to like naturally just discover, oh my goodness, you've got a, you know, basically have a career page on Alexa. So that's definitely one of the challenges, but I think we're starting to overcome that. Alexa now, you know, they have skills that will now talk to each other. I know they've been beta testing that for a while. So, you know, for example, if you look for a movie on Alexa, you can get your tickets through Alexa. And then what you'll do is recommend another skill in order to schedule, you know, a date at a restaurant prior to your movie. What's the market share breakdown for the voice assistants? Like, what's the priority if I'm building these things? Right now, so Alexa owns the lion's share of the market. Second is Google Assistant, and then the others follow. So Bixby and Cortana. Cortana, really, though, Microsoft is really focused primarily on business. Cortana, I, in fact, I think Cortana, they're getting away from just sort of playing music and things like that. And they're really focusing that more so on the business side of things. But yeah, it's pretty much Alexa and Google Assistant. 
So I would say for anybody who's going to build a skill, absolutely build an Amazon Alexa skill, but you definitely need to have a Google Assistant because I do think in probably the next year or two, we're going to really see Google Assistant begin to surpass Alexa. That's just in my humble opinion, because it's Google. There's so much information that Google can acquire for you through voice. And you don't have to go buy a Google Assistant. You can just download the app onto your iPhone, your Apple iPhone. You know, right now I've got Siri, Alexa, and Google Assistant on my phone. And, you know, Google can pull all kinds of information from you. Whereas Alexa, you know, she has to go out to things like Wikipedia and places like that. Google can really pull a lot of stuff for information for you. Yeah, that's where I think we kind of miss the boat is that we're talking about all these quote unquote assistants that we buy separate from our actual phones. All of the Droid phones have the Google Assistant already built into it for the most part. So, you know, to say whether it's the home versus Alexa, I think it goes well beyond that. And if I want to do a job search and I want to voice activate it, I can do it on my phone or I can do it on my home. I tell you what, this is the first, I guarantee you, of many voice-focused podcasts that we're going to be doing. Gordon, I appreciate you taking the time, jumping in. Absolutely. Having some fun with us, and, uh, and, and we will see you on the show very soon, I'm sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Excellent. Hey, Gordon, for our listeners who want to know more about you, where do they go? They can find me on LinkedIn, Gordon Collier, um, and you can also follow the My Career Fit Business page on LinkedIn as well. Very good. We out. We out. See ya. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.